Welcome to Modern Babylon, Culture Contrarian. This is Ryan Miller. Hope you're having a great day today. I did a couple of broadcasts just the other day, reading through the United States Constitution in addition to the first enumerated Bill of Rights. And I, uh, when I was reading those, I was putting particular emphasis on certain words. And for those people that have been part of the Cultural Contrarian Private Membership Association, that should be an echo ringing between your ears. And you have grown familiar with my cadence and pace in the recitation of some of those rights. Because as a person who desires to be free in an, in an, an ever-increasing, encroaching, oppressive society, being free looks strange. And the amount of knowledge I need to have and being able to, if I choose to exercise my speech in front of public servants, I need to know how to do it in the way that the Supreme Court says. So I have not, I've been remiss in, in making people aware of why I am doing these podcasts. And these podcasts are about helping people to learn more and to relearn and reframe those thoughts that they have, which they think are true, and put them in the light of observable, repeatable evidence. And to what really is true and to go on to this journey to see what is real and true. And those people that um, have joined my private membership association, and let me, let me segue and describe what that is. A private membership association is pretty much a ministry. And that the actions that I take come directly from a biblical worldview. I, I say there's no king but Christ unapologetically and that my neck will bend to Christ alone. And that I do understand that my neck can be forcefully bent to the authority because they have the power to do that. But I want to stand up on what I know is righteous and true based upon the divine spark that I have been able to receive the grace with the, the knowledge and the gift and the blessing of knowing the attributes of my creator. And I believe in the non-aggression principle. I'm not going to aggress against anyone. But I, I do have a right to stand free. And I often say I live under God's law. Man's law is below God's law. So when I live among God's law, I'm standing above the authority of man's law. Because I am not going to do anything that violates man's law. And I'm, it's my burden to know what man's law is. But it's not reasonable for others to know the law in which they're to abide by. So when I hold myself to that higher standard, while it may be difficult in those people that don't understand the law or that higher law, I have a burden that I need to share it with them. I need to tell them. I said, whoa, 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 you went, you went astray. So the private membership association and ministry is a private relationship as, as evidenced by the word private and that it, it's a membership and you join the membership and within that membership, you gain access to an abundance of eBooks, which I have drafted the delusion of freedom and uh, love thy neighbor and how to interact with actors and and you go to my webpage at culturecontrarian.org and you can learn more about what this membership association is. And you can download what that membership agreement looks like. What are the covenants that govern my principles as an educator to be free? And it absolutely comes from a biblical worldview, unapologetically. 
And I am going to live based upon those moral objective standards, those ethical objective standards. I don't live in a, I live in a world of moral relativism, but I know moral morality has absolutes. I will make a statement that will be outrageous to a portion of our country, absolutely outrageous, and it will infuriate a big portion of our public. And this statement is very simply stated, I object the premeditated termination of an innocent human life. That is my standard. Whether I am in North Korea, South Korea, Syria, Tibet, Germany, Austria, Denmark, or the United States, I personally will live and advocate to abolish the premeditated termination of an innocent life. Now, I can't have a reasoned conversation with somebody that has a counter worldview because they, they stand on no foundation of morality. They cannot justify why an eagle's egg can warrant, if you destroy the egg of an eagle or an egg of a sea turtle, that you can be imprisoned for that. That, that can have harsh financial and criminal penalties for destroying an egg. And they can't wrap their heads around the rational argument between it's not okay to kill this, but it's okay to kill this. Logic is not part of the reasoning of a non-biblical worldview. So my, again, I'm not apologetic about this particular view. And I get it, it's very divisive. And I offer the opportunity for people to just t take the first layer and say, are you logically consistent? Do you stand on anything or will you fall or bend with the tide and the winds that, that blow in your direction? And we can agree to disagree. I can be wrong. You could be wrong, but we both can't be right. That's another, the law of non-contradiction. Non so my teaching does a lot with moral objective standards and ethics and how to be free. And the, inside the Private Membership Association, you can gain access to those books, those e-books. You can gain access to my private lessons. I have a volume of lessons that are in a private domain that you can see presentations, watch videos, and there's hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours of education. One mission I'm on right now is advocating for parents inside of a small school district, which has the ability to impact an entire county and potentially an entire state because it comes with the awareness of understanding what the legal principles are, what our rights are, and what the Supreme Court tells us to do. And most people don't know this. And the people that are in my group, are they're kind of shocked. They're saddened to see what we have allowed as citizens to happen to us because we are complicit in where we are today through our silence and apathy and complacency. And people like me who understand that I am part of the problem, I'm willing to step away of being continuing to be the problem and want to be part of the solution. And being free looks weird. It looks bizarre. And the masses don't like to see people be free. They just want you to say, oh, just bend your neck. Submit to the authority. Don't be so difficult. 
what's the big deal? Tell them your name. What's the big deal? Tell them where you live. What's the big deal? Just give them your ID. It is a big deal. The fact that people don't understand what the big deal is, that's why I give them the opportunity to start to learn. So the Private Membership Association has tons of value. Now, the purpose of my podcast is to give you an introduction to this kind of thinking and reasoning about how to be free. And I'm making a slight transition that I had just read through the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And now I'm going to do a deeper dive and we're going to dive into the U.S. codes. So this broadcast is going to be split in two. I'm going to do a public introduction of one code. And then I'm going to dive in privately to understand the principles and purposes and importance of this particular code as it applies to a free citizen. So as I read through this code, now bear with me one second, I'm going to pull something up on my computer. So as I speak about a U.S. code, I think it's very important to understand what the government identifies as a U.S. code. So this is directly from govinfo.gov, and I'm going to read this to you. It says about the United States Code. The United States Code is the codification by subject matter of the general and permanent laws of the United States. It is provided by broad subjects into 53 titles and published by the Office of Law Revision Council of the U.S. House of Representatives. The U.S. Code was first published in 1926. The next main edition was published in 1934, and subsequent main editions have been published every six years since 1934. In between editions, annual and cumulative supplements are published in order to present the most current information. This particular site maintains virtual main editions of the U.S. Code. The information contained in the U.S. Code has been provided to GPO by the Office of Law Revision Council of the U.S. House of Representatives. While every effort has been made to ensure the U.S. code on the site is accurate, those using it for legal research should verify their results against the printed versions of the U.S. code available through the government publishing office. Now, for those people that know me, that I have multiple tools in my resource, LexisNexis being one of them, but one of my habits is that I go to the law library when I am in a, an investigative or research mode, I want to go to the actual printed documents because it's not reliable that you have accurate information available online. So what, particularly if you're dealing with local statutes and ordinances, going to the local county courthouse and going into the law library, they will have volumes and volumes and volumes of books. And it takes time to go read and research. I don't expect... That law library is empty. There's like nobody ever going in there. When I go in there, there was one person that was trying to do some research, but the librarian is not there to assist you in doing research. They're, they're pretty much just bodies. They, they provide no assistance, direction. You ask them a question, they pretty much ignore you. So I go in there and there's a citizen looking for something relative to child protective services and something that happened to them. And they got no assistance. And I'm like, yeah, this is a sticky issue. If you want to do some research, let me see if I can provide you some assistance. So I'm a free legal aid to people that are walking into there where I'm not a lawyer, but I'm, a, I'm an individual that wants to understand my responsibility in knowing the law. So this particular U.S. Code I'm going to read to you is called under Title 18, U.S. Code 
chapter 241, Conspiracy Against Rights. Now, I'm going to read through this, and I'm going to emphasize certain words to kind of ping into your brain that you can try to, maybe I'll read it slow enough that you can conjure up situations that you can encounter that violate this code. So listen to this. If two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States or because of his having so exercised the same. Or if two or more persons go in disguise on the highway or on the premises of another with intent to prevent or hinder his free exercise of enjoyment of any right or privilege so secured. They shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years or both. And if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include kidnapping, that's a very important word to look up in Black's Law Dictionary, you know, actually, let me pause here for a second. This is another reference, source of reference material for people to grab. These words, conspire, injure, oppress, threaten, intimidate, coerce. Look up the legal definition of those words. There's a colloquial meaning of those words. Law enforcement use these words colloquially. But understand what the legal definition is. Go to your state statutes and go to your state constitution and read what the definition of those words are. So I continue, if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section, or if such acts include kidnapping or an attempt to kidnap, did you know an attempt to kidnap is if you're standing in public and somebody is trying to move you from where you're standing against your will? They're trying to take dominion and custody of you against your will. I have the right to stand in public. You don't have a right to move me. You don't have the right to put me in a car. Continue aggravated sexual abuse or an attempt to commit aggravated sexual abuse or an attempt to kill. They shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for a term of years or for life or both or may be sentenced to death. This is what referred to as conspiracy against rights. This is a criminal code. It is a crime. As you notice, there are fines and penalties of imprisonment. This is a very powerful code for us to know. But as I take my next step of teaching about the power of this particular code into the private domain, I would encourage people to do their own research. Go get on DuckDuckGo and do some research on 18 U.S.C. 241. Take a look at some of the Supreme Court rulings 
on conspiracies against citizens' rights. Now, as I go private, I will be making reference to Supreme Court precedent and those Supreme Court precedent rulings, majority opinions and minor opinions, which are important information to know when wanting to be free. Our government obligates us to be attempt to be reasonable with public officials because it's not reasonable for them to know the law. You may disagree with that assessment, but you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with what the Supreme Court says. The Supreme Court ruled in Graham v. v. Connor that it's not reasonable for public servants to know, enforce lawfully, or to speak truthfully about the laws that they are attempting to enforce. People that have seen me and seen my videos online know that law enforcement frequently misrepresent the law and use intimidation and threats and oppress and falsely imprison outside of their authority. When two police officers, three police officers, four police officers are together surrounding me, that my movement has been hindered, I can't escape, and I've been unlawfully detained, if I go to leave, they'll beat the living snot out of me, and they'll put pain compliance devices on me. They're forcing me to surrender to their unlawful authority. To me, that's detestable. They don't have that authority. They're acting under color of law, not rule of law. But as we dive into these private broadcasts, which I will do in both audio and video, and I'll bring actual education resource material into plain view so it can be read and you can do your own research and I'll provide the links. And that private domain is for those that are part of the private membership association. And if you go to culturalcontrarian.org or if you communicate with me on other of my social media presences, I have provided coupon codes to people that are part of that private membership association to come in at a discounted rate. I, privacy, privacy to me is critically important because in our society, this culture and the wokeism and the trolls and troglodytes that scour the internet and the cancel culture, this is not a message that resonates with them. So I don't I don't want them. They can listen to what I provide in the public domain and they can do whatever they want in the public domain. But my teaching is reserved in private for those people that understand the importance of privacy, that understand that being free in a society which is opposed to being free is dangerous. And my goal is to protect you, is to protect everyone. The people that are in my group and they say, I've been watching, I've been listening, I've been learning, I think I'm ready that I'm able to act in this way. And I go, I think that's great. I totally think it's great. But then I tell them the story when I was up at the state capitol for an end abortion now event. And I was with my wife. It was a birthday present, get to meet one of my favorite pastors. And we took a moment. We were going to walk through the rotunda of the state capitol. And as I walked into the building, there was a security measure with the security guard. And I have, as most men do, a pocket knife. And the security guard said, I need to surrender my pocket knife and I need to surrender my ID so I can reclaim the pocket knife. And I looked at my wife and she looked at me and she knows I am not a person to surrender. 
And I looked over at my wife and I said, now nah, this is a day for us, sweetie. And I willingly, knowingly surrendered my knife and surrendered my driver's license because that was a battle I didn't want to fight on that day. That day was for the enjoyment of my wife and I to experience the, the beautiful artistry inside the Capitol Rotunda. But I did that in full, well, no knowledge that I was giving up. I could have easily stopped, walked back to my car, put my wallet, put my knife in the car so I didn't have to surrender anything. But that was inconvenient. So for the convenience of the moment and for the mere pleasure of the relationship with my wife, I willingly surrendered. We all get to draw that line. We've been conditioned to that surrender and not understanding that we are willingly giving up something that many people have died for that gift. And I disparaged with my actions the freedoms that other, others died for. And that struck me. And I had to apologize, but I rationalized it for that moment that it wasn't that big of a deal. And I would argue with myself and I will argue to my, with myself to this day that I diminished the value of my freedom fighters' blood being born across our country. But that wasn't my fight for that moment. And there are other times where I will stand. And the word fight is not meant as a physical aggression. I am going to stand tall and not bend my neck to that authority when they're acting outside of their lawful authority and they're trying to establish dominion over me, dominance, and enslave me. You know those pain compliance devices are of the same ilk that was put on the slaves that came across from the Barbary Coast. It's the same shackles. They want you to understand your place. You are a slave to the masters and they will control and dominate you. And you can either submit to being that slave or you can fight against it. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to invite you to consider looking at culturecontrarian.org, learn more about the Private Membership Association. You can email, ask questions, interact on social media platforms. It's just an invitation, no obligation. If this is a messaging that you want to consume to learn about being free, I invite you to consider doing just that. And I have free material for you to start that journey. Thanks so much. Put that in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. Take care. Welcome to my...